0: Huh. All right. You ready, son? Yes, sir. All right, this show is brought to you by Playmaker10.com. We are intermediaries, soccer influencers, scouts, advisors, coaches, former footballers and fathers. This is also brought to you by SSTFootball.com. Want to be a pro footballer? Come and do the process in Portugal with SST Football. Coach Ruben and Coach Pedro. Also brought to you by Best PT, PT. the best trips, the best football experience, the best travel agency in Portugal that will be working with us. Playmaker.com to send players, teams, and so on over to Portugal. Also brought to you by L3sports.com bond as a team, learn about a new culture, and play the best youth teams in Portugal. This song is called? Uptown Vibes. Uptown Vibes. By Meek Millie. By Meek. Filion. Filion. Meek Mill. Meek Mill. All right, we're here with a special guest. Our special guest is CJ Dos Santos from Benfica. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. You ready, CJ? Yes, I am. Always ready. All right. All right. All right. Again, like I said, we are here with uh, CJ Dos Santos from Benfica. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. How you doing, sir? I'm great. By the great. way, I'm home. I'm in Philly. Here for the holidays,
1: here for Christmas. Happy to be home, spending it with the family. Playmaker10.com
0: You're the original Playmaker 10. I am. You are? I really am. I'm the, I'm the first <laughs> client. You're the first client. A client that hasn't paid me anything yet.
1: No,
0: yeah, you're the funny. You do that at the concert. Right. <laughs> well, you did treat me to dinner the other day, so I'm I happy that. I did. You proud of that? I mean, I've done it before. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Portugal you did it. In Portugal, yeah, I've done it a few times. Few times. All right, so like I said, this is uh, CJ Dos Santos, uh, the original playmaker, um, the first uh, player that we actually tried, that's right, the first player that we actually tried to, um, you know, to, to manage his career, and I think it's going pretty well so far. It's going smoothly. Smoothly? Yeah. So who do you think has done the most work, me or you?
1: I mean, that depends. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the gym every day. But you did open up the doors uh, for me, so... I'm not. I'm not in the gym.
0: I am. I hey, you can tell day. he's in the gym. I'm not in the gym. I but. actually
1: went for a run this morning. Woke up early. Well, and went out for a run at like 7.30. It was
0: cold. Yeah, compared cold to where cold. you've been.
1: I mean, where I've been, the like, lowest it's been
0: is like 50. Fifty. Yes. And people over there complain all the time like, though. Uh, like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile
1: yeah, right. here meanwhile here
0: is like thirty degrees below <laughs> That's true. Below thirty two, below freezing. That's true. How's it feel being home? I mean, at the Christmas tree, tomorrow we're gonna have family know. over.
1: Yeah, um, tomorrow's Christmas Eve already. The year's been going by really, really quickly, real rapid. But you know how it is. I always like the vibes coming home. Uh, happy to be home, have the, have my mom's cooking, be around, go out to the city, see some friends and whatnot. So I'm just happy to be home. Makes makes me feel that the, all the work is worth it. I mean, of course, I'd, I'd like some more time at home, but. How many guess, days
0: are you going to stay home? Uh,
1: from I've been here since, what was that, the 20th?
0: The 20th. 20th until
1: yeah. the 26th, and I'll be back on training on the 27th. The 27th? Yeah. Big sacrifice? Well, I mean, yeah. It's not like when you go to university, you get like three weeks off. A month. Or, yeah. You are kind been. of in college. I am, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's football college, right? It's football college, yeah. It's kind of like you take that, you take it seriously as, you know, working for the future after after <laughs> university. Like, you have to know what you have to do in the future. So I'm kind of working to to get myself to that point.
0: So I wanted to, I mean, you know, I wanted this uh, episode here to be sort of like your playmaker evolution. I mean, um, everybody's uh, playmaker evolution is is unique, uh, of course, to the context, to the skill level, to the opportunities, to the doors that open to, you know, to somewhat, you know, luck. Uh, meeting the right people, performing at the right time for the right people. Um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted you to talk a little bit about you know the evolution. You know start out with you know the early years at Philly Soccer and Fox Chase, then to Delco, and the biggest lessons learned um, from the Philadelphia Union, um, and then USA. You know your USA experience from U fourteen up to U twenty. Uh, and now with uh, Benfica at, um, you know, in Portugal. So kind of talk a bit about that, you know, your lessons that you've learned through this evolution um, and what, and, you know, you know, your feelings, you know, everything. Just you know, kind of take it your own way and see where it goes. All right.
1: Well, I'm going to take it back real quick to when you said, like, uh, sometimes you need a little luck. I mean, that's true for the most part. However... I believe that good players will always show up and show out when the opportunity is given to them. So you might not have the opportunity for a long time. And, you know, things happen, of course. Maybe there's an injury and then you move up a spot. But if you're a good player, you're always going to be ready for that opportunity. But uh, coming back to me, um, you know, I started off my uh, I started off my young career um, at my first organized team in, in Fox Chase, my hometown team. You know, I played that for a little bit, kind of just... Started off for fun, uh, you know, just trying to make friends, you know, have a good time, uh, learn the learn the sport of football, and try to learn who I am as a player early on. It was more for fun at, at the beginning portion of it, but going forward, uh, I had to take that. Ultimately, life life in football is about taking steps forward and uh, going up the stairs of your of your potential, and that next step was to the Philadelphia Soccer Club, where. the team that I I made was created into a type of family environment where everyone was close, everyone was together. We were all best friends um, early on, like very early on. We were all amazing friends, and we kind of kept that same type of curriculum throughout the age groups. Um, That's when I kind of took the next step, you know, learning who I was as a player. I wasn't always a goalkeeper. I always played, you know, I wanted to be like Zidane. Zidane was one of my favorite players. Watching him 2006 World Cup a little bit, as far back as I can remember, watching him play. So I wanted to be a number 10, and I was um, influenced and kind of encouraged by my dad who wanted me to be a number 10. First of all, being a number 10 instead of a goalkeeper. So just learning my my way of play through that position. Um, And then ultimately, you know how it is, you have to take that next step forward. To, to FC Delco, at that point, that was the first time I had played with players my own age. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a different experience because I was playing up a year. It didn't feel like it because I was the tallest on the team, even though I was one of the <laughs> youngest ones. But even though like you take, you take that step forward and then you kind of surround yourself with players that you've never met before. You've never... I only played against a couple of them that played it locally for for what the what division I played at Philly soccer, but I never met any of them. It was a completely new atmosphere, uh, new expectations,
0: new standards that I had to uphold. Because great, great players. I mean, some at that time I thought, oh my god, Matt Real was just amazing. Yeah, you
1: just coming out of that team Um, had Matt Real coming out of there. um, Nick Sessa came in. Josue was a crack. Kaleo on No, car. he was on Penn. No, he was on. He, he was wasn't Penfield. with
0: us. No, 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 no. Nah, that shirt. was that was yeah.
1: the next one. You, you yeah, Joey
0: Martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else was on that? A team? lot of
1: like a lot of top players that, that that came out of the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. You know, kind of around the Northeast and
0: Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all around that area. You know, the top players. And most of them, <laughs> if not all of them, are no. I'm sorry, Matt Real wasn't on that team. Matt Real was on, was on the ninety nine. But I also trained with the ninety. You trained that's with the why, 99s, yeah, yeah. That's why I trained with the 99s. And like, Josue was with the 99s also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just got it all mixed up right there. Well, it was so so talk talk about, you know, like, um, that experience, of course, you know, we thought at the time that that was the best thing that we could do at that particular time, you know, um, as far as being third, 12 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Traveling to New York, traveling to D.C., to Maryland, and so on and so forth. I literally, like, at that time, I, I said to myself, I said, wow, you know, like, Traveling all over the place. We're spending so much money on hotels. On hotels. And <laughs> we're going so far. And then you make it into the Union Academy. Um, so, you know, talk a little bit about that process and, and how that went and how that led to the U.S. national team. Well, as I said, like, I've gradually
1: taken those steps forward and I've kind of you know, had to raise my game at each point. So I only played one season at Delco, who which is now uh, Continental FC right now at this current moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of all got together like when you talk about the best players in in Delco the the Northeast area. We took it one more step forward, and we got the best players of Penn Fusion, of Delco of. Teams in New Jersey. I'm not thinking about any teams in, in New Jersey, but there were a couple teams that NJS, had.
0: JST, Cedar Stars. PDA. Yeah, all those teams that we all got together. And, and then to the south was D.C. United.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. No, so no, D.C. United, you know, was, DC later. United was later. D.C. United was later. We didn't play them yet. Because mm-hmm. I'm still on the point where I'm trying to make the team. Right yeah. out of Delco, like at the end yeah. of uh, the Delco season. Yeah. So you had, just in that tryout, you had Anthony Fontana, Matt Riel, Mark McKenzie. Uh, trusty was on the older team, but he was in the academy system. Mm-hmm. But we, I just named off... Brendan Brendan Aaronson, Nick Sessa, Nick Sessa. You know all these players. Little car. All these players were are cracks, and you know you have to show up and show out when you have this type of talent. You know I think for for uh, for those players are on the first team of the Union right now. Yeah. So you you can obviously see that at an early age and at an early start in the career, like you had, guys come together like the best.
0: talent. And no one in believed in you at that point. No, nah, I was like a dark horse. No, nobody, nobody. like... Yeah, right he's there he's he's trying out and of course you know if we go back a little bit you know I knocked on the door of uh of uh of YSC and Union Juniors (laughs) yeah and I said listen this kid is is not in the Union Juniors he's 30 minutes you know in Kanjahak and 30 minutes from here at at, you know training with uh, FC Delco he needs to be here he needs to do this trial and uh and they said, well, you may want to talk to B.J. Callahan. And uh, um, I didn't talk to him, but I did register you. Your mom doesn't know this at this point. I was paying around $2,000 or so for for FC Delco. And uh, I actually, they asked me for $400 for you to be in that uh, GDP, that goal, goalie development program. And I actually paid, it was like $365. I never told her anything because uh, we were supposed to be getting, you were supposed to be getting goalie training on the other side you know, and you didn't. And when you were training, you were training with little kids. Training like uh, like (laughs) nine-year-olds. Exactly. So, you know, after I registered you and BJ saw you and he walked over to me and he said, where has this kid been? And I said, 30 minutes down. I mean, you guys should be scouting them, scouting him. And I mean, of course he was glad and From the beginning, he was the first one to believe in you and to see what I saw. It took someone with a goalkeeper's eye to see what I saw. Because, I mean, I could be his dad, but, you know, I'm a goalkeeper. I was a goalkeeper first, you know, from 11 to 12 years old all the way until my 40s. I've been a goalkeeper, and I'm a goalkeeper at heart and at mind. So I knew that this kid, you know, had it, and I could see it. The problem is is that most of these people out here... Don't recognize no. that from goalkeepers. No. They they and they concentrate on the wrong things. They concentrate on on the saves. We're talking about all the intangibles: the the vision, the the intelligence, the, the positioning, the positioning, uh, uh, management the, of the game, management of the game. You know, um, um, of course, then comes the physical stuff like the, you know, uh, the instincts and the. Uh, the reflex, the reflexes, the and so on and so forth. Not, uh, the athleticism that it takes to be a goalkeeper, I saw it in him since he was a little kid. We're talking about three, four, five years old. I saw it in him, so it was, it was. I was happy even through Delco. No one really saw it. Uh, they didn't recognize, you know, that genius because every kid has a genius that you have to mold, and I saw it. Bj was the first one outside of me. To see it, so I gotta give big props to, to BJ for recognizing it and to still today recognize it because he knows your worth along with a lot more people these days. So he's the OG. <laughs> he's the original one. He's the original one. So you know, talk a little bit about your experiences at the Philadelphia Union. Um, of course, you know we made a lot of people unhappy when we came away from from the Philadelphia Union. You know that opportunity at Benfica you know, showed up. But, um, you know, I have to thank him a lot for adding to your game. And uh, to be honest, you know, one day down the line, I wouldn't mind you coming back and playing for the Union if they would want you. But talk, talk a little bit about, um, you know, your experiences at the Union and what you were exposed to and how it's helped you um, in the last three and a half, four years in uh, Portugal. Uh, it was
1: a slow process. I my first memory of the union was that preseason when I was twelve years old, and I was a little intimidated. Not gonna lie, um, I was a skinny, lanky kid. Could barely do push-ups. Couldn't like no stamina. Like I, I was one of the last people in the uh, in like the stamina test, like the, the the beep test I think we call it. Barely did two pull-ups. Like, I, physically, I just wasn't on par with the rest of the guys. I was a late bloomer. But that year, like I went through my growth spur and I took steps forward physically. But in terms of the training sessions, it was it was very difficult because I took steps backwards that year and I put like I put some pressure on myself, like I was nervous and all that stuff. So looking back, it was my first impression wasn't like as good as I wanted it to to be. But going forward, like I continued take st- taking steps forward. I I was lucky to have a coaching staff and Chris Brewer, who was a U 14 coach at the time. And uh, B.J. Callahan, who was a goalkeeper coach, those two had a lot of patience for me. And they knew that I was young and that I had potential and they were going to be patient with me in order to take those steps forward. Um, but, yeah, I remember that um, I was entrusted with the game against uh, New York Red Bulls in a showcase in North Carolina. And that was when I, it, everything kind of, like, fell into place. got like I, I had a really yeah, good... You New York game Red Bull. In, in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. For a showcase. Yeah. Um yeah, that was where it all started, um, where the confidence started to grow and the, the morale started to, to get bigger and, and the confidence in me from my teammates. The mm-hmm. coaching staff already saw what they what they saw. But yeah,
0: those boys never, <clears throat> I mean,
1: no, no. I was for like, them you boy. came out of nowhere. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're the most improved player on the team this year. Yeah, I guess so, but you
0: guys never noticed me until... New York, Red Bull, and North no, Carolina. No, no, it was even later than that. Later was, than that? It was a futsal tournament. Oh, the futsal, you turned out that futsal tournament. Yeah. You know, talking about that futsal tournament, was it that futsal tournament or the second one with the union that um, literally was like the opening for the U.S. national team? <laughs> that, that was the second one. The second one, the next right, year, that when was John second. Hackworth, you know, was present, mm-hmm. and um, after that, you were called in? No, I was already called in before that.
1: Okay. I was called because I had another game against New York Red Bulls in Jersey. At the, oh, Red that's Bulls was five four game. Yeah, that was a crazy. Or like got, five three or something. I got lit up, but you I made got like, lit up. But but the, I made like
0: ten saves. Yeah, it would have been like twenty to three or four if 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 it wasn't for you. So that was just that was the the
1: game that kind of solidified it uh, for me because you know MLS uh, MLS opponent New
0: York Red Bulls our local. The game is on YouTube. the, the highlights are, in, are yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, Just so go to CJ Dos Santos on YouTube and his YouTube channel, and you'll find that game is probably the first video. Yeah, it was the first ever video that you that First video that, that you put up. Mm-hmm. So that was,
1: and then a month later, I got called into a Bradenton camp with the U15, the, the very first U15 camp with John Hack was there. Um, so, yeah, it was that. We had the futsal tournament in February, and then mm-hmm. I was called in again.
0: March the following month okay you know it, it's it's interesting the way the way things have evolved and you know um, and sometimes I think about it and you, we kind of say like how the hell did we get here and you know part of that part of that is um, I mean do you consider it skill? do you consider it luck? Do you consider it being in the right place at the right time? What, what, what do you consider everything that has happened to you and to our family in the last, um, you know, because, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about your experiences at the World Cup, the U17 World Cup, U20 World Cup, um, and then leading up to the U23s at Benfica now. You know, what do you consider it? Because a lot of people, want, you know, they wonder, they're like, oh, my God, how did he get here? What do you consider it? When you think about it, what do you
1: think? I consider that mentally and physically, I was ready for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I was given the opportunity, mm-hmm. and I show up, showed up, performed well, and I was rewarded for my efforts. Mm-hmm. Good players are always ready for the opportunities when they're presented. Like you see, players even on first teams, mm-hmm. you can see that they have talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But once they're not given the opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have to maintain ready, they have to maintain the, they have to keep the hunger and they need to keep taking steps forward. And then once they're given that opportunity, once Mm -hmm. an injury comes around, like you're ready, you
0: enter and then you have a good performance and then you just maintain the consistency. We, you know, like we always talk about him and we like have this little personal joke on the side about being, you know, the silent assassin. Yeah. yeah, You really have been that. Because your personality. I mean, I remember when my sister... I have a sister in Europe that lives in France. She's a half-sister. When she first met CJ... Oh, she already had met you as a little kid. But, but I hadn't, hadn't seen her in a while. You hadn't seen her. In, and then you met her in Portugal. She w- went from France to Portugal to visit and got together with CJ. And, you know, when she met you, she was like... "How This kid does not seem like he's the type to be... You know this good. I mean, he's so quiet. He's so, and that's been your personality. You're like really laid back. It's almost like you have to be cocky because she wasn't the first one to to, to say yeah, that. Yeah, and you're not cocky at all. And I'm not just saying that because you're my son or whatever. It's the truth, though. But the humility is there, and you know through all these opportunities and 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 all the success that you've had as a as a teenager, um, you still feel like you haven't made it. Talk, you know, talk about that. I haven't made it. I haven't done anything
1: yet. True. I haven't won any trophies. I haven't won any, like, big accolades or anything like that. I haven't made a first team yet. Like, and that's awesome. the goal? That's the goal. That's been my goal since I was young.
0: And that's the thing, you know, I wanted to say. You You know, you're one of the most, like, um... um you know, mentally strong people. Ever since you were a little kid, you've always been like that. And it was one of the reasons why I allowed you to do all these things because I knew you were going to survive them and you are going to thrive. You might take steps backwards mentally and so on and so forth, emotionally and psychologically, but, I, you know, you always took steps back. And then I would come out the other side. But You come out the other side with all of these experiences mm-hmm. ever since you were a little kid. So, and... You know, and then at one point I, I, I actually said, you know, listen, if you don't wanna do this, man, just tell me because you know, like I don't wanna waste my time. And that's a good that's a good
1: thing to do for, for a kid because you're not adding any more any more pressure on them, like, oh I have to do this for my my parents recognition and their attention. Like you just nah. doing
0: what you wanna do. If you wanna mm-hmm. do it, let's
1: do it. If you don't want to do it.
0: No, nah, the only reason else. why I put pressure on is because you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So if we were gonna do it, we gotta do it. All the way, all the way, and the best way, and we gotta shoot for the stars. We gotta think out of the box, and we have to seize opportunities. What's the what? What? what are the things I always tell you before games. Uh, every time before Delco game or Delco practice, it was. Or union.
1: Or union, any any type. Even but, now at Benfica. But it started. It started at Delco. At Delco. It started what, at do Delco I, what do I tell strategy. you? It was.
0: Carpe diem. Carpet diem. Seize the moment. Seize the. Carpe seize, the diem, day. seize the day. Ball out. Ball out. Have fun. Have fun. And talk trash. And talk shit. (laughs) No, I'm serious because, you know, you were so laid back, you know, but, you know, and I wanted to sort of hype you up a little bit, but by the same time, I, I didn't want you to feel any pressure because listen, ball is life. Yes. But ball is not life and death. It should be fun. Even at the highest level, I want you to enjoy yourself mm. playing in front of 30, 50, 60,000 people. I want you to enjoy yourself. I want you to enjoy the moment. So it's always been like that. So, you know, uh, you know then you make that jump to, to the U.S. national team. How, how has the U.S. national team added to your development well, you know, when you take that jump, it's always, a, it's always a privilege
1: and an honor to represent your country. But it's also, it also leaves you hungry for more because you, you go to a camp, you see all the competition that you have in your position and outside of your position. And you, you, you look around, like you look at all these players around you, and these are the best players in your area, in your area and in the country. And even some players, they're playing abroad, they're playing overseas. So you want to be one of the best, and if you're as competitive as I am, like you want to be the best, you want to put in the work when you get back to your club and you want to put in that work to when you go back, you they can see that you've improved and you can mm-hmm. gain that much more respect mm-hmm. from the players and coaching staff. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you, I mean, do you think about, is it, is the improvement all through these stages, has the improvement been conscious or is it just subconscious or you just kind of just Go out there. I mean, is it is it something that just happens like organically, or do you actually say, "I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do better today than I did yesterday"? I mean, how 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 does that work? There or are some days
1: that you need to you need to raise your mentality a little bit more because your body's probably not feeling it. So there are days where you're not feeling it mentally, and you have to give it that extra little bit. Like mm-hmm. I found myself in these moments where you're taking steps backwards mentally during that day. Like maybe you didn't rest enough. Maybe you went too hard in the gym the day before and your body's um, taking the consequences. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to trick your mind in pushing it a little bit more. But it's always been, it's always been conscious. Like I want to do my best. Like I've always wanted to do my best because in the future, like I'm, I'm going to, I think, Oh, what movie did I see this from? Like, do something that your future self will thank your past Mm -hmm. self from doing okay so going forward I'm always gonna I'm fighting for my future so I'm working hard to get myself at the highest point and the highest point on the mountain top that I can possibly be by working hard in the present okay so even in the off season like I'll just be sitting down I'll be watching a movie I almost feel bad because I should be doing something like I have to go out I have to go go for a run I have to do some push ups some sit ups or something like that it's because my body's used to it mm-hmm. that's the unconscious part of it, mm-hmm. and the unconscious part of my of my uh, my psyche is saying, give it that extra little bit, give it that extra little bit because subconscious uh, subconsciously I want to be doing that much more mm-hmm. and the conscious part is you know pushing yourself just a little bit more to
0: take that next step mm-hmm. I, I mean I you know from the beginning with your sister and you i and, one of, you know, some something I've had to explain, I mean, you don't explain it to little kids because, you know, I, I don't want to be over your heads as far as, like, explaining to you guys why sport was so important. But I, I know what, and I actually recently sat down with his sister and talked to her about it because she misunderstood a lot of things that happened with her career and how I felt about it and so on and so forth. Like, my intention to play at the highest level, you know, with your sister and you, was always to, to teach you guys about, you know yourselves, to teach you about, you know, that line and how to push that line further and further and further, to show you guys that your your mind and your body and your soul and your heart and your being can go above and beyond and you know in Portuguese we say vai mais além right. Than, than what you think you're capable of. And it's one thing that I've always done as a, as a coach, as a teacher, and as a, as a parent. And, and, um, and it's been life lessons. Because I know, for example, what the position, the good, the bad, and the, the ugly. ugly, of the position, what it has taught me I mean, I've been through stuff in my adulthood that actually the position, the goalkeeper position, has helped me out with because mentally it just made me that much stronger, and a lot of it I learned, of course, you know, naturally, organically, but most of it because the position is so, my God, there's so much responsibility that comes with the position what that the it's consequences. The consequences. I it 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 forced me to 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 deal with the consequences even before those consequences came along mm-hmm. or to prevent those consequences. So that's what I wanted to teach you. And as a 19 year old kid, man, because you're still a kid, my God, you just being away from home <laughs> and being on your own, you know, even though Portuguese was your first language, it then it became your second language because you went to school in american school and then having to relearn it again and being in an atmosphere where people don't really know you they don't know what who the american kid is right they they
1: just watch movies like they watch american pie and all that stuff (laughs) project x oh is it really like that but no
0: no it's not (laughs) but but the thing is is all of these things and you know what i was trying to say was that um i'm just happy it's the position Plus the experiences and all these things that you've gone through are making you a man and the man that I wanted you to be. So, you know, when people think about the soccer player and so on and so forth as a father and a coach, but I'm a father first and foremost, it's the man that you've become. And Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of them. I just want to tell you that. Give me a hug. All right. But anyway, uh, now you're on the U23s, right? At Benfica. yes sir. so you've been through the u17s the u19s now your u23s which is literally two steps away from 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 the first, the first, team, the first team right um, what has been the most challenging thing of playing in Europe? I think the, the jump
1: the jump over the pond was one thing but the quality is is probably an even bigger jump. The, the amount of quality on the pitch, the intelligence, the tactical awareness, the attention to detail on and off the pitch. is it, It's really amazing what, what you see, and, and you see the understanding of some players how these are the best players in that area. You know, Spain, Portugal, like they have so much quality, and with 10.5 million people, they've produced. World class players, especially the, this last generation of players. You I mean, know, you're with, talking about jean Felix. You're talking about Joan Felix. You're even older, you have Guedes You have Mar yeah. Silva. You have you know Edison, who was a part of that generation as well, mm-hmm. at, at the Benfica academy. Old But I was I was talking
0: about the ones that you've actually oh, yeah. played and practiced oh, yeah. with. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, Joan Felix. I mean, literally, he's he was on a, on a on a U seventeen team with with jean Felix, which won the Golden Boy right? Under-19 ni- under team. I didn't play with him under-17. Oh, under-19, that's under right. 19. Under-19. 19, um, I mean, you guys won a championship at, at U19 together. Yeah, he had some back and knee problems from carrying the team. <laughs> Carried the team big time, right? Yeah, very much so. Kids special. You have Jota. Um, I mean, you've, you've you've played with some amazing players and amazing finishers that you practice with every day. How has that been to add to your evolution as a goalkeeper? I remember my very
1: first training session with the under-19s, my very first day of my trial in, in July of 2016. And the final is a of the finishing from everybody, not just those kids. I mean, those kids automatically, they were killing me. But <laughs> the, the amount of the, the finishing prowess from every type of player, just the quality of finishing, the technique and all that stuff, it was just... It was difficult at first, but once you start training with them, you start to ask them to you know stay out on the pitch a little bit mm-hmm. longer, so both of you can start improving, and naturally you start taking those steps forwards, uh, taking those steps forward, you know getting used to the level, getting used to yeah. the, the quality of play, getting used to the speed at play, mm-hmm. so it's just been a lot of uh, steps going forward and. I'm a firm believer of when you go outside of your comfort zone, the further you are outside of your comfort zone, the more the more you'll get out of it. Like, you'll be polishing your game up, you'll become a better person, a better
0: player, mm-hmm. and the understanding of the game will become that much better as well. You guys are kind of hearing, uh, you know, people around us and also seeing people walk by us. That's... Uh, were
1: for you guys to listening water. on the podcast,
0: we're also recording something on yeah the, on this video. On the and uh, that's my wife Bella. Um, and uh, we wanted to make it. We wanted to make this. I mean, just this project in general, this Playmaker Ten project, is a family project. We're not looking at players through the eyes of of directors and 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 scouts and it's 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 a family thing first. You know, you know we're fathers first, and we kind of want to give. These podcasts uh, a more family feel to it, but let me ask you next, You know, the next question I have for you. You know, has it been all worth it? All of this, without
1: sacrifice, you can never have success. So yes, it has been. The amount of steps that I've taken forward from from this jump over over to Benfica, like I've taken so many steps forward and. I believe that I've done each year I've improved that much more and I'm, I'm very happy with the, with myself and with the work that I put in
0: that I can continue taking those steps forward I mean I I know who I took to Portugal in 2015 and then the second time in 2016 for the final trial and uh, I saw the game three or three days ago I mean that that the goalkeeper three days ago against Calvo de That save you made. You <laughs> I remember that uh, LA Galaxy game, uh, oh, the yeah. 4-3 game. 2015. Was that 2015? Showcase in December. That same ball from... Uh, same
1: exact ball. Same, same exact same ball. ball. Same Free spot. kick.
0: Free kick against LA Galaxy by... You remember who scored on you? All
1: oh, the... Oh, he's on L A Galaxy's, on on Galaxy's first team What's now. Two
0: thousand he's a two thousand three, right? Yeah, he's an O three. He might be an O two. Why am I forgetting his name right um, now? I forget his name right now, but uh, um, he scored on you, and you contorted your body. Oh, right I never, way. I
1: never saw a shot like that. I wasn't getting shots like
0: that. I never, I never trained it either. No, no. Never no. It. And you had actually the one that you made the other day in the upper ninety is a lot harder because it's in a run of play. You know, so you moved your feet you know the right way, top hand to your to your left hand, to your left side with the right hand. I mean, you're just a totally different player than you were you know three and a half, four years ago, totally different. It's yeah. like night and day. and you already had talent then and you already had been worked by the Philadelphia Union. you're already at a certain level. But who you are today, it's from a football standpoint it's been it's been a hundred percent worth it from a from a personal standpoint uh, I know it's been worth it for you because I've seen the growth at first I doubted it because of course you know thinking with my heart as a father it was hard sometimes a lot of times it was hard to leave my 16 year old you know tr- 35,000 kilometers away but um you know I it's been worth it the the, the young man I see today 100% 100% worth it from a personal and football standpoint 100. Let me ask you a question. How yeah. was the move being a father? Like how did that affect you? It was hard as hell. It was hard. It was hard. It it you know and I and I've said this to people who are friends of the family and other family members, you know. I left you there on the 28th of August of 2016. 28th, 29th, something like that. Um, your uncle and I left you at the compound at the at Keisha Football Camp. That was an emotional goodbye. It was very emotional, but I was exhausted. The whole process was exhausting to me. I mean, dealing a, with nungon and Benfica. Pro- it was a long process. It I thought it was gonna take a week or two. It took six weeks or so. It it was a frustrating and hard process. Um, I was put through the ringer. I, I was exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted, and what you don't know is that the whole year before that. It was hard for me. I mean, I I barely slept that whole year. Um, it was hard for me, um, but but leaving you there and then, literally a month later, my father passes away. You know um, that year was, was horrible. I mean, I I felt some some physical effects to it, some physical elements that came from it that I'm not going I'm not going into. But it, it was hard. It it and I know it was hard for you, but when you know one day you're gonna be you're gonna be a father. And you're going to see how hard it is. That's why, you know, with this Playmaker 10 project, I I don't take anything for granted because, I mean, we're helping. And I know the second um, podcast I'm going to do with you in a little bit, we're going to talk more specifically about, you know, the the, the process, the Portuguese process. Mm -hmm. But I know exactly what these people are going through. And I've dealt with all of these agents and these club directors and these coaches with the logistics and everything. And I'm bringing that to the table to try to ease their experience. And it's actually a good a good reason why you're the boss of this operation
1: because you've had firsthand experience of what it's taken to, to get me
0: to where I'm at today. I mean, look, I'm definitely the spearhead, and I know that. But, I mean, Omar has gone through... Oh, he's, he's gone through, through that. No, but he went I through, I know, it I know. I know. through it with Argentina. Yeah, he's gone through it um, from a different perspective, of course. He went through it with Argentina and now with Portugal. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, you know, the second episode with you, with Juan's experience. But, um, you know, um, uh, John has gone through it, you know, also with trials and with the Philadelphia Union and also now with college and hopefully soon you know, more trials because, you know, the kid can play at the next level oh, of course. and we just want to make sure that these kids, Juan and Nick and all these kids can fulfill their objectives, you know, at least open a door for them to fulfill their objectives but, um, yeah, I, you know, the difference with with all three of us is that, you know, you've performed at a really, really high level you're on your second contract so th- all those experiences have helped me deal with, you know, with, with everybody that's coming. But yeah, that's because, what
1: i Like, I've gone through yeah, a longer
0: process. Yeah, than the yeah. Other definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, let, let I want to keep this at 45 minutes, so um, we have like five minutes left. Talk a little bit about, you know, your adaptation, you know, to Portugal. Well,
1: at first, there was obviously a language barrier, not knowing uh, the culture there, not knowing the coaching staff, not knowing many players, um, and obviously the language. I had to, I had relearned the, the the language relatively quickly because it was already mm-hmm. in my subconscious. I just had to bring it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just based on you know getting used to the level at play, and everything else will will be a lot easier once you get your performance down and you start to perform at at the level that you know that you can play at. So once you once you get to that point, of accepting the fact that you're there, and you have to do the daily grind, you know. Without the, the support that you've normally had every single day, um, you kind of just have to go through and kind of just go right through the wall. I mean, it can be tough. Obviously, it's been tough. You know, the fir- the first, like, month or two was difficult, you know, getting getting through to, to Christmas and even after Christmas, having to say goodbye. Yeah. Coming back. The goodbyes to,
0: are always the worst part. Oh,
1: it's horrible. Like, I've, it, I've said goodbye so many times and...
0: I'm still not good at it. <laughs> um, how much have you learned in Portugal? Not just from on the football oh, pitch, but outside yeah. also of the fo- off, off the football pitch.
1: I've learned how to
0: take care of myself. I learned how to do laundry. Shout out to Keaton Parks for for, <laughs> for teaching me how Keaton to do. Keaton taught you how to do how <laughs> to do laundry. Yeah, he taught me how to do laundry. What a guy. Keaton right. taught you how to do laundry. Armando introduced you to country music. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I love those Texans. <laughs> um, and you know how is it to live in Portugal?
1: Uh, in Lisbon itself, there
0: there's a lot of uh, tourists and there are a lot
1: of foreigners. So you might find a few Americans. You might find some some Sweden, you know, some uh, you know some Danish people, some Dutch people. You can find people that speak English. So you can always socialize on the street with with people that speak your own language. And in the the place where I'm living at. Seychelles it's really really tranquil
0: yeah very calm yeah it's really relaxed over there the community
1: there there is very laid back very
0: calm people don't bother you on the street there's plenty of Benfica players walking around and no one really bothers anyone you can see first team players walking in in the mall like like Slobin like Slobin walks around you know uh, Seychelles and people don't people just leave him alone it's really relaxed there and they they respect they respect the space they respect your privacy yeah, it's a really good place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the only the only time they really bother you, not bother you, but they ask you they're asking you for pictures and autographs it's right outside campus, right outside right campus, right outside the
1: security the, the security gate.
0: Yeah, once you get through the security gate and you go on t- onto the town, people just kind of treat you with a lot of respect yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of dignity. So because the the amount of weight that Benfica holds in that
1: country is just insane, especially in that little town. There's so much respect. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Except for Importu. I other than that, like everybody respects yeah. the, the club and the weight that it holds. What are your aspirations for the future, CJ? What yeah. do you want to do? I wanna be the best man I can be. I wanna get to that point where I can say that all this hard work, all this sacrifice was worth it and, you know, take myself to the highest point that I can I can go. Preferably Champions League. But, you know, we'll
0: see what the what my cards hold. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, I, I don't know i i think of i i think of this as a different type of father or a different type of person um you know I've tried really hard to step away from from my um from that whole fatherly instinct that par- that parental instinct and try to think about it these things objectively and uh I tell your mom all the time you know you know like the 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 thing that holds kids back mostly our parents and their and their um their negative energy or or their fears um, or their hang-ups or their lack of self-esteem and so on and so forth and we all have that inside so what I've tried to do in the last with you 19 years with your sister in the last 22 years is you know try to put those fears aside and say to myself he is not me, she is not me. What can I do in order to make her or make him accomplish the goals? How can I help them accomplish the goals that that um, that maybe I didn't meet? Or the ones that I met and make them even better. So, um, you know, so that's my aspiration for you is like you said, be the best that you could be. But most of all, be better than who? Be better than my father. Be better than me. He actually wrote a. He actually wrote a song. wrote Be better than me, son. Be better than me, daughter. <laughs> yes, I, I. want you guys to be better than me. I want you. All the things that your mother and I have accomplished, and everything that you know, the people in our neighborhood, the people in our city, you know, use them as, as you. motivation, but be better than all of us. You know, represent this world and be better than all of us. And I just want to tell you that you've been, you know. Um, an inspiration even to me, and on my hardest days, with my, with my father passing away, my brother passing away, you've been a strength in my life, and it's because of that, you know, you pushing on even when you're not having success, that you push on, that you want more and more. So I just like you know want, want, want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you for giving me <laughs> these opportunities and teaching me everything I need to know about being uh, being a great. Footballer, but even more importantly, being, a, being an amazing person. Awesome. All right, so this was episode two. I'm trying not to, you know, get emotional or anything like that. I'm trying to keep it real straight. He's crying. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Brought to you. This was brought to you by Playmaker10.com. We are intermediaries, soccer influencers, scouts, advisors, coaches, former footballers, and most importantly, we are fathers. Right. Yes, sir. We're talking about John Sessok, Omar Blanco, and yours truly. Carlos Dos Santos. Also brought to you by my boys and my partners and my parceiros in Portugal and Barcelos, sstfootball.com, want to be a pro footballer? Come and do the process in Portugal with SST Football. We're gonna talk about the process in a minute on on episode three. Also by Best Trips, they're actually our partners also working with us and getting the best tickets Available as far as pricing to go to Portugal, the best trips, the best football experience, the best travel agency in Portugal, besttrip.pt, and also our boys like Leroy Cicada and the rest of you guys at L3 Sports, uh, l3sports.com. Check them out. Bond as a team, learn about a new culture, and play the best youth teams in Portugal. See what they're doing with themselves. All right, go check them out, ladies check and gentlemen. Thank you so much. We got our house, our tree. Merry Christmas to all of you. (laughs) Our our little humble abode called the Dos Santos home. 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 (laughs) Home All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Playmaker10.com.